0: Hey, it's Jav here from the Online Health Business Academy. Before you listen to this amazing episode, if you are in London on June the 24th, you do not want to miss out on our zero to 5K level up event. It's for personal trainers, online coaches, health coaches, nutritionists who want to build their business to 5K per month in the next 90 days. It's a six hour in-person event. We're gonna show you exactly how to do this. Step by step, our five step method that we teach our clients. If you want in, I put the link to the tickets in the description. Um, Yeah, get involved, man, because you do not want to miss out. And if you want to be stuck, don't come. If you want to move forward and progress in your business, come, because there's nothing like having an in-person event to really charge yourself up for 2023. Let's go. Welcome to the Online Health Business Podcast. It's Jav. Coach Mike's in the building. Welcome. Welcome. And today, I think we're going to talk about a, a topic that I think will help a lot of coaches, man. It's going to help a lot of coaches. That's going to help myself. Um, and ultimately, we're going to talk about how to deal with negative clients. We've all had them. We've all had them. The people that sign up and don't listen to anything you say, they don't do a single check-in, they ignore your messages, they do one workout, then disappear, they ask for a refund and they ain't even done anything. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had them. We've all had them. So, yeah, it's going to be a very raw and honest yeah. uh, podcast episode on how to deal with uh, negative, negative clients. So we're going to go through everything, like what we do, how I, how I would coach it, and how I'd also deal with it. Because I think for every type of coaching, you're always going to have it in it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Whether it's fitness. Job. So it's life, yeah, bro, is it? Life. Everywhere and life. Yeah, man. It's a life thing. So, so yeah, man. I, I guess really... Um, before we even get going, again, please like, share, subscribe. I need you guys to just do that for us. Just a little like, man. It just takes two seconds because two seconds. You know, we need that algorithm bump up. We need to get this out there. There's a lot of value that we could be, uh, you could be sharing with other coaches. Don't hide all the goods, man. So, yeah, man. Um, I guess really the first thing, and it's funny because I had a message this morning or last night from somebody about uh, people leaving a uh, free type thing. Um, yeah. How 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 does this happen? Why does why does this actually happen? Like why would someone and I I I, I don't I don't even know the answer to this, but like why would someone pay for a service and cause you headache? <laughs> <laughs> you say cause you headache. Yeah. Like why do they pay and not and like, why why does the negative why does a negative client happen? Like, why does that happen?
1: But you know I think we should dive into just first is is that what's coaching?
0: Like what is coaching to you? Like what's coaching. That's a good question. Uh I think coaching is helping someone get from point A to point B mm. in any way, in, in, in any form possible, in any shape possible, or in a shape that, in a way or through a system, that that person enjoys and understands and um, by, by providing your expertise.
1: Okay. So, all right, of course, cool. so you've got to help people get from A to B. And then, obviously, the people that we're helping are of they we say they're in distress or they're lacking something or
0: they need guidance they're lacking something and they need guidance they might not they might not be in distress but they usually are in distress too yeah as a part of it cool so that's the first thing we've got to really take into
1: consideration who we are actually looking to coach right and when you're in fitness who is it generally in you know like it's Depending on your niche, there's only a few niches that you you the people that you're coaching are already of a certain indep level of independence. Like like if you coach athletes, you know what would you what would you say on that one?
0: As in they're in like the when you're coaching fitness, usually like the, the, that person won't be independent.
1: Yeah, like because your you, your question was why do people pay for something, and then like cause problems. Give headaches, not do it, and all of that. And I just, you know, wanted to highlight who the people are. I think that's mm-hmm. important to know, you know?
0: Like what type of person they are?
1: Yeah, yeah, what type of person they are. Okay. Is. That's what I meant. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I guess, like you said, with the niches, depending on what your niche is, the likelihood is it's someone that is obviously out of shape. Maybe, and obviously, to be out of shape, your mindset towards health and fitness is already 100%. Flawed. Your decision-making process around eating and training is already flawed. flawed. So to then be coached on it. But then the whole process of you paying the money is to change your mindset <laughs> yeah, towards yeah, yeah. it and approach it differently, mm. right? So, so yeah, like... Yeah, it's, it's tricky because it's like
1: some people... I think if people are at different points of their journey, you can look at it like that. You can also look at some people are just more far off than others. You know, like some people are really that like just, and everybody's got a different background, different the way they've been raised and everything like that. So essentially, we just got to remember we're in the business of people. And I think that the biggest thing that most coaches, PTs don't really realize is that you're diving into the world of business. You're not becoming a personal trainer. You're actually diving into the world of business because you're self-employed. And, and and actually, you can you can identify whether that's what you want to do, because you can go and work for a, a gym, and it doesn't have to just be a pure gym. There's a gym group or Planet Fitness for anyone in the state. It can be like a Equinox, uh, you know, like a higher end gym, Third Space, and you can make a lot of money doing something like that. You can be a, a celebrity personal trainer. You can go train people on yachts. You now I knew some some girls yeah. that used to do that. Do the boat thing, innit? it, the cruise thing. So you got to know when you're doing drumming into personal training, if you're doing the normal avenue everyone does, that's business. Now you're choosing to go into business and you're choosing the different types of business and you're choosing service. Service, right? (laughs) So it revolves around people and there's different types. You could make a product. You could actually make a product. You could make a software. You can make a, you know what I'm trying to say to you. And Lord knows some nights I sit down and think, I just, have made a <laughs> I just made a, a, a beauty band, you know what I'm trying to say, and run it up. But yeah, man, like that's, that's what it is. We're in the business of service of people. So you need to understand that people are people. We can't even group people in this. Like you can have someone, two people from the exact same background, right? They look exactly the same. But one of them is just screwed on, and then one is just really just not there. Cool, that's true.
0: It's true. Being, and I think I think it's been highlighted more for me doing the mentor inside. it's all the same. <laughs> it's all. The, it's and it, sometimes in the mentor space, it's worse because, yeah. or maybe it feels worse because you wouldn't expect it. You wouldn't. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why sometimes like it can be more frustrating because you're like coaches. It's like you're a coach. You should want to mm. hustle and grind. The fitness, it's like, okay, I get it, but we need to get you out of that headspace. So, cool. Let's hit the first question. Is like, what should you do when you encounter a negative client? So, that's a client. And just so we're clear, a negative client, in this context, we're going to say is someone who's not checking in, mm. not doing their workouts. Okay, they're, You're rarely getting much uh, communication from them. Like, What's your kind of protocol or your steps to handle that? And yeah. I'll give mine. So... My protocol
1: is I've built a system to where I don't spend too much time thinking on it and I don't spend too much time stressing on it, right? So calls booked, right? So I do booking calls with my clients. I have touch points, you know, like monthly. um, And I have the the check-ins, of course, the feedback check-ins. I have a coach and I have a group community. So there's there's so much around to help and to prompt them and to keep them on track that if they are not following them, then it's it's a it's a bit of a zero tolerance thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's just at the end of the day, it's up to you. You you're in a contractual agreement. I'll be very honest, you know what I mean you're in a contractual agreement. So it's up to you what you wanna do, if you want to use it or not. But I'm not your you know, I'm not unfortunately not your father. I'm not your do you know what I mean? Like so that's my my thing with it, man. I'm very relaxed with it at this point in time, man. You know what I mean. If you're not doing checking, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. My duty is to make sure I remind you, make sure that I'm on you. Uh, I try to be on you about it, um, you know, and literally go through all the avenues. So I, I'm I have no problem picking up the phone and calling someone. I think they deserve that at least. They they've paid, you know what I mean. So text, email, call, and if they. From there, then it's just... And by that, usually the person would respond and say whatever reason is they're going through and we'll just try and work it out as human beings.
0: What about you? So, yeah. Um, If they're missing check-ins, I'll just continue messaging them. Message them, message them. I'll give them like a two-week grace period where if they ignore me for two weeks, (laughs) then I actually have automation to follow them up. (laughs) <laughs> so, because I said at that point, there's no point. Man, you ignore me for two weeks. There ain't nothing else I can do. So, I actually put them, I got automation called like ghosted clients. And I just put them in automation and they get an email. They're like, yo, what's going on? Book a call. I ain't heard from you. You said you want to do this. This is what you paid me for. Uh, let's get this thing rolling. So, they get an email. That's six. <laughs> then, then it's like another four day wait. They get another email. Then they get automated text Usually, by the text, they respond because mm-hmm. the text is like, yo, uh, let's say the person's name's Jack. Yo, Jack, um, you've been ignoring me. What's going on? Do you want to do this or not? Like like a blunt text, basically. Yeah, 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 like a straight up Do you want to do this or not? Like, you've already paid. Like, what's going on? Boom. I usually get a response by the text. Mm. But then then they'll either text back to that number or they'll respond to one of the emails or they'll respond in the app. They'll be like, oh, Java, I got your text. Sorry, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I kind of got frustrated. Um, Not... And one thing I want to say is... That's gold what you said there, man. I have to wield it up, bro. Yeah.
1: Like, he said he's got an automation for when a client is ghost, it's, it's
0: the only way, bro, because if you don't, like then... powerful, I'm yeah. going to have to manually do it. And, yeah, I'm building that today. And I think that, like... <laughs> obviously, this is... I want to make it clear. It's a rarity. It's not like every client we get ghost. No, no. So, but, like, let's say for every 10 clients, you might get one or two that ghost. But... I've got it there so that if it does happen, I don't have to sit and think about each day because that's eating away at my energy. Yeah. Why is this person not getting results? Why are they not doing what I asked them to do? And I only asked them to do workouts a week what we agreed on the call. Yeah, yeah. Which leads me to the next part and it's the onboarding process and the expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this is where, this is where, this is is where I try to back myself up because I think if my onboarding is on point and it's clear, like I don't ever feel bad about getting onto mm-hmm. a client or, okay, you know the process, it's free strikes when you're out. Like, I, I don't care. So what's your onboarding process like? And, and how important for you is it to set the expectations for clients, man? Um, very
1: clear, man. I think right from the first call, like before they even set up, set up you know, I'm very um, open to, to turning down a client, to burning the lead, as some would say. You know what I mean, so from there, it's really really been set, keeping it simple them, just saying all of those things that you that you mentioned in terms of onboarding there's a you know you've got the 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 terms and conditions, you've got like a bit of a agreement email that goes out, you're saying, all right, could you agree to do this, that, and the third, which they'll usually agree to um so yeah, man, like just keep it very simple i'm I'm very big on just just like you know just say it how it is, you know. So I just, from the beginning, from the first call, like from before you're even a client, we're going to talk very honestly. We're going to be very open. Do you need to do this? Do you want to do this? Why do you need to do this? What can you realistically do? Um, and then we have like a, a very in-depth first call where we go over like their three worst habits, right? Um, and then we dress those because I think that's very powerful to understand what someone's worst habits are. Before you start, yeah, we know that you don't, Um, you're not eating good at the moment, or you're not exercising much at the moment, whatever. But what other dangerous habits do you have? Because then you can kind of learn and understand something about someone. If somebody, and every coach needs to understand this, some of you will know, some of you may not know, right? Um, If someone's not sleeping well, they ain't doing nothing. They're not achieving much because it affects every part of your brain. (laughs) You're not, they're not gonna talk with sense. They're not gonna rationalize well if they don't sleep well. So stuff like that is important to know, man. So that's that. I try to kind of iron it out. And I think that's what helps me because if a month down the line, like literally I had someone, you know, kind of similar with a similar scenario recently, I already know what it is. You feel what I'm trying to say to you? So it's like, they can't really even try and pull any wool over my eyes because, oh, oh yeah, your sleep's always been bad. Like, how's your sleep? Do you know what I'm trying to say to you? So they can always, uh, they, we already know what's, 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 what it is. So yeah, that's kind of mine. But what about um, yeah. yours?
0: Onboarding. So the onboarding process. So yeah, like you said on the call, I kind of ask the questions like, okay, how many days can you realistically? Uh, how many days can you realistically commit to training? No, are you willing to change some of these eating habits that you have right now? Plus, what are your current eating habits? So all of those things get done. Um, but on the actual call, I go through like an expectations form with them. Um, so I have like a form, and it will say, okay, this is what we expect from you. I expect you to check in once a week. It's only five minutes, ten minutes at best. I expect you to update your progress pictures every two weeks and um, your weight. I expect you to track your calories for the first month. That's all i ask of you. And obviously, I will work out if they're able to do that, if they know how to do that before we get to that point. Um, so I have like specific things that I ask them to do, but once they sign up and they sign the T's and C's, they also get an email, with what we call a promise document, mm. which is like, like a. It's not really a, not. It's not a real contract, but it's just like some verbal agreement where, yeah. you know, it says like, what they promise to do for me and what I promise to do for them because it is a give and take relationship. So you know, I promise that you're going to get a response within 24 hours. Going to get you're going to get your check-ins done. You're going to get program updates. Um, if it's stated in the check-in that you need it, like I've given them my end of the bargain. Need you to match my energy, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. There's that. Then obviously the terms of the conditions. That's more of a le- like the legal side and the paperwork. But having the expectation form and the promise document, I think just outlines everything. But then the strategy call is really yeah. The strategic call is really where I lay down the law. It's like okay, cool. But here now you've invested. You're in. Yeah. Now we need to see. Let's 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 put some fire to this. Let's make this real. Mm-hmm. and then I get them to so what I do on my strategy calls is like we'll go over the meal plan the training app but then at the end of it I'll get them to set their own goals on the call and then I'll say to them I'll get them to tell me the days that they can train and the times and then I ask them can you open your diary and we put this in your diary on the call mm-hmm. so they put it in their diary on the call so that way there's no excuses like nice. we're done with excuses nice. we're done with excuses at that point <laughs> you did it for we did it together, you agreed to this. So a good one. I think just having like a I think for all trainers, all coaches, having like a clear, very crystal clear onboarding process help. Cause when there's clarity, it avoids like it avoids too much back and forth. Um yeah. Now it's it, important man, what you're saying, is very important. And then I think the next point really is is like continuing that relationship and the communication process from the start. Because even, and obviously, there's some clients that post with them and they're still gonna ghost you and whatever. But if you've got like touch points that you have consistently, then you'll be good. So, like, what do you have like a system in terms of how many times you talk to your clients or yeah, communication like, process?
1: Yeah, aim for like four times a week. So, just to touch base with them. But usually, there will be a point of them contacting anyway, because uh, we've got a group chat, of course. So the group chat is always popping off. And when you, if you've got the right niche, it will pop off. When I say the right niche, you have a niche in general because they, they, they relate to each other. So the, need, the group chat's popping off, so I'll be responding to people in that. Separately, we want to message people at least three times a week. We want to respond in to their workouts and you know just see what they're doing and if there's any issues there and if they need to step things up a bit. Um, and then calls, we've got calls monthly as well. You know, so if they haven't booked it, they'll get reminded to book their calls as well. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of touch points, and it is a very important one. It's a very important one. I've not always been perfect with the touch points, but now that's part of the reason why, you know, the expectations is high. And we're not, we don't stress if somebody is, you know, not, you know, does
0: not doing anything or not doing certain things because we know on our end, we're. What's the, but with your communication, What what's like the. What's the form of communication? Is it always like written? You send videos? Like how do you do it? Written. Written mostly. And then the calls
1: written mostly at the moment. Um, the, the the Loom videos are good as well. Like when they're starting, I always do a little welcome Loom video um, and so on and so forth. But now me personally written and then um, in the group chat, I'll show my face a
0: little bit. And then on the calls, I do the videos, yeah? Okay, so yeah, I think I'm I'm the same. Well, I talk to my client. The only thing is, I message my clients every day. Mm. But the reason I do that, I just think that I don't even know why I do it anymore, to be honest. (laughs) I actually don't know. I just, I just, I think because I did it at the start. Yeah, now it's just like, okay, let me just message them every day. The only thing I changed is I don't give workout feedback every day. So I do workout feedback every two days. So, well, not every two days, I do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, like, you know, trainer rides, you can see they've left a comment on the workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respond yeah, yeah, to those only three times a week. Because yeah, so I just think, like, doing it every day doesn't actually make sense. Because sometimes, like, some people won't leave any comments. Yeah, like, or they haven't worked out. It might just be one comment. So it might be, let me just do it in bulk, and then it's easier for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll message them every day, whether it's a hey, hello, um, what's going on. Um, and I think a big thing that I spoke about with our clients the other day is also getting to know them on a personal level. Hundred percent can help them get a bit more engaged, so they don't become a negative client. So always, like, if you got clients that got kids, if you got clients that maybe they're getting ready to get married or again on holiday, just remembering those things. A standard, like they, you, you build a relationship with them. Oh, get standard. And they're like, yeah, man. They they start to like they like you, and. That's imp- I think that's important,
1: man. Uh, it's a people business, like we said. So it's not just we're not just saying it for the negative. We're saying it because that we treat every single person like a person.
0: And I think starts. some coaches
1: can forget that, you know, when you get caught up in trying to grow, 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 yeah, grow. But remember, you're running a people business. If you wanted to just treat, you know, just deal with numbers because then you should have made a product mm. <laughs> sure have, yeah you should have made a product you should have it? made a product and Go you can still the can yeah.
0: but it's a people business
1: so yeah. you, you but got that, enough that,
0: that's the next point though isn't it like the, the importance of niching because mm. if you ain't got a niche and you're just taking on everybody and they they enter the wrong program for them mm. they're more likely mm. to become a negative client that's true man mm. so that's very true too I this. think that's something I've also experienced is like Same. Having like too many different, or too many different types of people, yeah. So then I just lose, I just lose them because they're not really in, they're not really, they weren't made for my program. Yeah. But I try to squeeze them in and make yeah. it work for them. Yeah, and I said it the other day in
1: a, in a group call that if when you're when you got your first ten to fifteen clients, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Because the numbers are still small, and you could probably manage it, all right. But even if you're like. To get that synergy going from the beginning is it's hard mentally because I remember hearing it from you know the likes of Vince Del Monte, other people from time ago, but not really f- being fully subscribed yeah, because yeah. you're just thinking, look, if a client's a client, if I can get someone right then. now, <laughs> I'm going to take it. it. But yeah, man, you don't realise, and, and that comes from a scarcity mindset, right? When you've got an abundance mindset, you know that, look, there's like an abundance of clients out there. So I can actually pick the ones that I want, and then everything works a bit more smoothly. And I actually get more because I'm targeting more to these type of people. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it's beneficial, man. And they're just in a in a good place. They, yeah. So that is a, a big thing, man. That is a big thing. You know, you may feel like you can help people build muscle or do this or do that, but there's usually one thing
0: that you're best at, and yeah, it's better to double down on that, man. Yeah. I think niching down will help minimize like negative clients, negative experience, experiences with clients because yeah, your program will be specialized rather mm-hmm. than being generalized. Yeah. And that and that kind of leads to the next point. And like for me, negative clients, it happens, right? And I've got a million different stories, like funny stories. Same. Like <laughs> yeah. I got a guy that signed up here. Yeah. <laughs> I got a guy that signed up. He's not on Instagram, so you probably never gonna see this. He was a LinkedIn client. I got a guy that signed up. He paid five bills, yeah. He was paying five bills a month, yeah. Good client. Good good price point. That's a very good price point point. and I don't even usually sell that. Um, he paid for like the first three months, yeah. Did the first two weeks. Did two weeks. Did yeah. the did the onboarding process, the strategy call, yeah, everything. I ain't I ain't heard from him since, bro. He's been disappeared off the I ain't face. heard from him since. Disappeared off the face of the earth. My man paid. Right. Bro. Bro. He's <laughs> paid, yeah. He's yeah. paid three months up front, then it's five bills a month as well after that. Yeah. So, a good chunk of change. Two weeks, he's done everything. Onboarding videos, onboarding call, yeah. done a few workouts. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Then he's just stopped replying. Stopped doing check-ins. He's just stopped. Communication has ceased to exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm thinking at this point, I've put him through the automation, I've emailed him, I've, I've texted him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Obviously, at a certain point, if a client's ignoring you, you just keep messaging, but you just leave it as it is. Yeah, yeah You're course. not going to hunt them forever. Well, you know, they came to you to get a result by the end, by, at the end of the day. Then, I want to say like, four months later, and the payments are still coming out because it's not my job to, like I let them know, it's not my job. I'm not your boss. I don't have your bank account. Yeah. You run your own bank account. Four or five months later, I get a dispute on Stripe. <laughs> really love Stripe. Oh, and they, You know when they dispute, they take the money out straight away. I know, bro. So the money's gone, bro. It. Like five bills. Okay. Like okay, that. Bills, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, not might have been more than that. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what's going on there, bro? How can you dispute it when I've spoken to you? Well, I've tried to speak to you and you've ignored me. But... This is why we tell coaches you need to have terms and conditions. conditions yeah. Because Stripe said to me, okay, you can appeal this, yeah. but we need all the, all the forms and all the documents. Yeah, Guess yeah. what? I had a 12-page list. I yeah, had yeah. all the emails I sent him. I had, and I got this thing on Gmail that can let you see if they've opened your emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screenshotted so, that because it has a green eye when someone's opened it. Uh, I was like, nah. you can see he's been opening my emails and ignoring me. Yes. I had the terms and conditions that he signed. I had that he responded on Trainerize and then stopped. I had the last date he logged in on Trainerize, Bro, I sent them like 12 pages. Yeah, how long did it take to Took me 30 days. Oh. But guess who won the dispute? Me. I got the money back. I years. got the money back. I was like, yeah, yeah. dickhead. So, <laughs> it can happen, yeah? And I know yeah. I shouldn't be talking about clients like that, but it can happen. I'm just being real. Nah, it can happen. So you've got to be prepared, um, but you've also just got to like... Like Michael said before, don't like get into this thing of hunting them down. You let you let them know how it works, mm. and yeah, so just be ready for that because people yeah. are gonna gonna do that. Um, but ultimately, it is about helping them, and and
1: yeah, I think I think like let me let like just to chime in one piece of it. Yeah, so I always say this, and I'm gonna continue saying it for now. This is my stance that coaches first year in business. They need to really do a lot of mindset work if they haven't already done it before. Because some might come into the game from previous experience. They've just, they've got that in the in the in the you know in the lid locker already. Um, but as and I said this on my stories, don't just put be so quick to put that coach in your name. Do you feel what I'm trying to say? That don't be so quick to say, oh, I'm gonna be a coach. If you ain't done the work yourself, if you ain't in the right place mentally yourself. Cause it's not flipping easy it's not easy and i mean and it takes a lot of mental resilience it takes a lot of um people skills it takes a lot of working on yourself because we done it we both that like, probably made mistakes in the in the earlier stages I had, I had i had one that i'll talk about yeah and it's not even really um to uh yeah whatever but you know she, she was a she was in dubai as a teacher she was in dubai right and she signed up to the program and i can't remember but she said there was an error or something right and um, got back to her on it, sorted it out, whatever. And then yeah, she 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 was, there was a, there was I think I think she got something that said a different name or something like that, like there was an error with the name, and she basically used that to kind of whatever. And um, she messaged that like late in the evening or whatever, right, and saying some something that like you know abrupt or whatever. And I was kind of like, listen, like it's late, like you you text texting me, I don't like take you know whatever and that ended up in in a, like an argument because obviously she's in dubai and you know obviously it's a different time zone and everything like that i think it was a call that was what it was yeah so a call came through from dubai just as, as she and, and, and then i checked my phone this was like early hours in the morning a call came through from dubai and i checked my phone and then i see a message from her around at the exact same time i think you've called me and you've messaged me to tell me probably about like some problem with her app or some crap like that and i said listen like you know, you can't really be doing that. Da, 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 and she's like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it was like, it, it turned to an argument or whatever. And then essentially she left the program because of that. Right. And what I say that to say that, you know, even we've made mistakes in the, in the early stages of our thing. And it, it's not easy when you're dealing with people, mm. but you've got to come in at a certain level and you also got to be prepared to do the mind work. I think the reason we are where we are now, because we're always improving our mindsets and we're sharpening our tools. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not saying that your your chances of being a coach are over if you're not like, a, you know, super strong, like your brain isn't like David Goggins. But What I'm trying to say is that you need to be working on it just as much as you're proclaiming it, you know, because dealing with people, let's just be honest, it's not easy. It's
0: not easy. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. It's not easy. And that kind of, that's another thing as well, though, in regards to the communication side, it's important to like try and remove the emotion from it. Yeah. Because yeah. you can get a message early in the morning or late at night, and that's why I tried to d- not check client messages at uh, times. certain. Yeah, so, because it can ruin thing. your day, bro. And when, when I started, I had no rules around this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it was only
0: maybe after the first eight to twelve months I started to put rules around it. Like I would message my clients back at midnight if I if I was up, like which now I also wouldn't do that. Mm. But when you're in them states, morning, nighttime. Like, your hormones are a bit elevated. Mm. You can be emotional with your responses. Of course. And if you're emotional with the response... That's what happens. It's like a tennis match, bro. It's going to go back and forth. That's what so happened. I just remove all emotion from messaging when I'm talking that's, to that's clients.
1: a big shot, Like, you being emotional with your response, that's very important. I had an opportunity to do that today.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: And I had, again, like you just said, took the emotion out of it. And I responded in a way you have to look at all the moving pieces and remember you are the coach for a reason. So in a sense, you're supposed to always be the bigger person. Exactly. You know that's I mean? true. That's true. Like, yeah. always, you always have to be the bigger person. Yeah, it's
0: you, that's why you're the coach. that's yeah, no, facts. Yeah, facts. So, so yeah. Um, in terms of dealing with negative clients, um, obviously we've given you some insights into what we do and how, how we handle it. Everybody has their own process. Their own systems to deal with it, but ultimately the, the main thing is just to try and communicate uh, communicate clearly and and try to take the emotion out of it. Yeah. But the number one thing is niching, having mm-hmm. the right target market, and your onboarding and expectations. I think if that's like laid out clear, it minimizes the negative clients. You're always going to get. I don't think you can ever coach and not get a couple bad eggs. Always, but. You wanna minimize it as much as possible. If you've got a solid onboarding process, a solid uh like client expectations, terms and conditions, then you give yourself the best opportunity to 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 make sure that every client you work with is happy. Um so yeah. And do man. the
1: work on yourself because otherwise not only the negative clients, everything's gonna affect you. And it's a part of it, you know what I mean? And you're not even gonna be able to identify when someone is is actually being a negative, being negative versus someone, there's an actual reason to it, and you need because that's another thing. Like like I admitted just now, I was in the wrong with the Dubai situation. Do you know what I mean? So, but you need to be very, you know, working on yourself to know what the difference is, because sometimes if someone is being negative, you have to know when to cut them off as well. That's something I also had to do recently as well, to where someone was just you know oh yeah this is that i feel like i might need to take a break because and listed all the excuses and whatnot and i literally just held it together and kind of like explained the reasons why maybe you can still do it and it was like talking to a brick wall and then i had to realize at that point in there then am i wasting energy of course i am wasting tons of energy so does that does this make sense is that worth it it's
0: ne- never Not. no that's true man so yeah if you are if you are a, a pt an online coach. You're dealing with a negative client. Don't, it's not the end of the world. No. Um, and if you've got an abundance mindset, you will know that there's always going to be more clients out there for you. 67% of the population is obese or overweight. You, there's plenty <laughs> of people to coach. Like, there's plenty of people that need your services. Trust Blame. me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, if you found that useful, again, please like, share, subscribe. Have we got any free trainings for them?
1: always man always we'll put right?
0: in the description are we are giving them
1: right now Just a, it's a 0 to 5k webinar yeah 0 to 5k webinar about how you know just literally our methods So you can come in understand what our methods are how we get you there and just see if, if our methods align with your goals essentially
0: cool, cool. alright so if you want that check the description if you're listening on Spotify Apple it will be in the description if you're on YouTube it will be in the description download it you'll learn a ton of value on how to actually build your online coaching business. Apart from that, I think that's a wrap. Online Health Business Academy. Coach Michael, Coach Jav, we're out. Peace.